Welcome to the newsstand of the hottest new podcast, Opinions to Million, with your hosts, Big G, Money Mo, and Shani, where we'll be discussing the latest and greatest heat from the culture. Man, did you hear that beat drop? You ain't ready. Let's get straight into it. Opinions to reach a million followers, opinions to reach a million dollars. New pod dropping every week. I officially welcome you to Opinions to Million Podcast. Let the beat rock. Welcome back, everyone. It's Money Mo, and we're back at it again for episode two. So without further ado, let's get straight into the topics. We're going to start this podcast off right. We're going to talk about the Takashi 69, White 100, and 21 Savage. Heated argument they had recently on Clubhouse. And then we're going to jump into the Tory Lanez Cassidy beef and diss tracks aimed at each other. In this episode, we're going to talk, talk about cryptocurrency, give you all a quick update. And we're going to talk about a very interesting topic, which is a universal question. Or if you guys think that social media is a good thing or a bad thing, question mark. The last two topics will be the one. And we're going to give a quick talk about the NFL season with the regular season coming up. And the last topic, which is going to be the, the best one, I think, is going, we're going to talk about the situation where the Charlotte Hornets player, P.J. Washington, got Brittany Rainier pregnant, who is basically a famous IG model slash scammer, and is now having to pay her 200 k in child support payments a month. Now, as she broke up with him two weeks after she gave birth. So let's get straight into it with the 6ix9ine White 100 and 21 Savage interview. Hold Big up, G, give us, give us a wonder. We got to give everybody a quick introduction. We got the whole gang in here. We got Money Mo, we got Shawnee, we got Big G, and we got special guest Tommy. Say what's Tommy. up to the people, people. I mean, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's going on? Everybody? What's happening? It's Tommy, a.k.a. T.O. I'm glad to be on the pod. A pink the real, the real T.O., T-Time. And, and we make a history right now. I'm the first guest on the pod, so. Let's know, get it. Let's get it. We on the road to a million. Let's go. Big G, Big G, give us a rundown about the whole situation. Man, the internet went crazy this weekend with the 6ix9ine academics and WAC interview. They went and touched on a lot of stuff uh, going back and forth. WAC said that he was the first first person to interview 6ix9ine to keep him contained. You've kind of seen if you've been following the whole 6ix9ine story that the interviews he's done in the past where he kind of been manipulating and controlling the narrative. But I feel like WAC was able to control his own and hold it down. But after the interview was released, the streets went crazy. There was a heated argument on Clubhouse and 6ix9ine in an interview, 6ix9ine called out 21 Savage. And then somehow on Clubhouse 21, 6ix9ine and WAC started arguing. And 6ix9ine, as he always does, pulled a magical move and got WAC 100 and 21 Savage arguing ready to fight. Man, so let's just go back to the interview. How do y'all think 6ix9ine <clears throat> did in the interview? How do you think his public perception was changed by that interview? Uh, when it comes to 6ix9ine, I feel like everybody, like, labeling him a snitch don't understand the situation. So 6ix9ine, basically, what he said, and that, like, there's a lot of videos out there proving his points. So the people he snitched on were people that messed with his baby mom. They tried to kidnap him. It's a video on YouTube, them trying to kidnap him. And people really expect him to do 47. And he, and he, he was famous at the time making a lot of money. If you expected him to do... 47 years. I know if you were in his position, you would not, you would snitch too. So let's, that, that's what I wanted to clear up. Now, yeah, one of y'all could talk. I got, I'm gonna come back to it. What do you think, Tia? I mean, you, I, you saying if I was in his position, I would snitch. So, number, yeah. number, number one, I'll just say 6ix9ine should have never made it this far. I mean, 
he he's still in the game. He's still getting interviews. And at that, WAC 100 is giving him the credit that he's giving him. He's talking about he's a civilian and all of that. Like, to me, all of that's dead. Once you, you know, once you sell out everybody, once you, you know, you do the music videos with the guns and, and uh, you got the whole block out there. Like, to me, he already crossed that line of being a civilian. That's that's all dead. So I don't know why WAC 100 is giving him an interview like he's, he's someone that's outside of all of this. He's been in it. And, you know, he's not, you know, he's giving him an interview like, like he's not that. So, like, this linking to the next thing, right, the, what happened aftermath, the aftermath of 21 Savage thing, I just look at it as, like, 6 9 being the person that he is, like, he got, like, when you uh, heard the, um, in Clubhouse, WAC 100 and 21 speaking to them, each other in the beginning, like, he was calling him nephew, like, they had a good relationship, and look who messed it up. 6ix9ine like he was really instigating it like oh you said this you said that and he was laughing in the back like he wanted you know like he wanted a bigger scene to happen and something something really to go down so I just look at 6ix9ine that way like he is not I mean like not like I'm from the street right like where he's like messing me up or like since no me but just looking at the type of person he really is like look at what he did afterwards I got two quick things now let me ask Tommy something real quick I get what you were saying Tommy but if you got a Ferrari and you give the keys of your Ferrari to a four-year-old, what do you expect them to do? They're going to take the keys and they're going to drive the joint like they know how to drive. Six, nine from the jump should have never had the keys to the street to do and the stuff he was doing. How I look at the whole situation, it was a trade-off, right? The block wanted to make some money. Six, nine wanted to get famous. They united. Things ain't work out. Six, nine was strategic. And at the end, he made the better play and he finessed him, right? Now things are coming out. Is he, is he a snitch? He's, I don't even think it's a question. 6ix9ine owns it. He's snitch, right? He said he's cool with it. He don't care. He's moving on with the life. Everybody in his family fed. So I think right now and how he's been carrying himself since he got out of jail, I think he has a problem. I think he has a point to prove. 6ix9ine I- is really mad that the, there's favoritism being shown that there's other snitches in the music industry that there's right, other people exactly. doing the same thing that he did Steve Dog, and already and nobody cares about that they only care about him and they kind of canceled him from the industry so at this point i think he's trying to stir up any controversy he can to to kind of out the whole system it's like either y'all gonna love me or nobody it's like i'm playing or nobody's playing you see what i'm saying I got two no, things. But, but you I, gotta, got, I got, hold on, let me, let me tell you this. Look, so everybody know that loyalty is part of the street code. I think everybody know that. So when it comes to loyalty, people talk about 6ix9ine broke the code. But whereas the people he was running around with, they broke the code by not being loyal to him and trying to kidnap him, mess with his baby moms. So they broke the code too. And, my, and another thing too, like, if they would have gave him 47 years and he would have took the 47 years, who would have respected him more? Like, nobody would know who he was after those 47 years. So it's all about respect. And what is, who, who do you, he don't care about respect. So he, he found a way to get out and make millions on the way. Because who did the 47 years? They, they already didn't respect him before he went to exactly. jail. That's so what it, was no, it was yeah. no win. They, right, everybody was, no win. was saying that they knew he was a snitch before he went to jail. Right. So if he would have took the time, it was, no, it was no upside to it. And you can argue he boosted his career, too. Get, so yeah. so this this is another perspective like he's he keeps saying that oh why do you guys keep coming after me there's other people that are like you know doing this and this and this but you got to realize that before 
before he um before he snitched he had the brightest lights right so like everyone was like you were the hot guy like everyone was like watching what you were doing even if they didn't like it he's still the same level right now yeah so if you have the attention and if you do something wrong obviously there's going to be like repercussions to it where it's like oh we already knew you were like that right so if you already have the bright lights and now you're mad because you did something wrong and people obviously that comes with the fame right like if you're going to be up there there's going to be people that are going to be looking for you to make the slightest bit of a mistake so I don't really get if he him being too upset about that because it's like you you kind of you kind of knew it was coming for you. But he want people to understand the situation, like they like I said, they kidnapped them and stuff like that. So he he's trying to prove why he snitched. All right, let me ask you all this: Do you think he's fighting a a dead cause? Do you think by him trying to fight for people to understand why he did that he's beating on a door that nobody's going to open? Because they just don't either they people just don't care or that fact that he's a rat, it just stops right there. I, I think he already opened that door. I think, you know, after he snitched, like everybody thought he was going to go away. He's going to be quiet. He might drop some music on the low, but no, no other artists are actually going to work with him. But I just know with this interview with the clubhouse 21 Savage coming at him, he's already sliming his way back into the scene. And that's that's what I don't like, because I know you know, if it was any other way, any other situation, right? If this was the Italian mafia and he slimed him out the way that he did, he wouldn't be right back in it like he is now doing interviews. And I mean, I know they're still coming at him, but he's still he's still in the mix. And I don't know, he might be coming out with some music. He might be coming out with a new project soon. He might have another, you know, back end to the whole thing. So we'll another see. Another big I mean, thing. A big thing, too, is like... um. Like, like Gary was saying before, before he went to jail, he was getting views. And I don't think people really liked his music. They were just interested in it. And after he came out of jail, he was able to snitch. He's still getting the same amount of views. So it's like, he understands that, like, it's not going to really hurt his career, but he's doing just enough to stay relevant. Because yeah, when, like, when his next song drops, it's going to go crazy. We all know that. Like, I look at him as more of like a troll than anything else. Like, I personally troll, don't yeah. listen. Yeah, I don't listen to his music or whatever enjoy his music. But I just knew he was relevant because the way he was trolling, you know, the stupid childish stuff that he was doing. Like, that's what like gave him the attention that he got. And it's kind of like you kind of, I mean, what else did you expect from a person like that? When you kind of like look back, did you expect something different? Like, right? Like, were you thinking that he was going to do something else? Or, or were you thinking that he was going to be solid and hold it down? Like, what was it? Right. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think anybody was solid, man. I think 6ix9ine, I think he doesn't get enough credit for his mastermind. I think yeah, he had a exactly. plan from the beginning. And if you look at him earlier in his career, when he was living in the, the one-bedroom apartment with him, his mom and his family and his girlfriend, that from there, almost 18 months later, that he's one of the biggest artists in the world. Like, nobody could plan that career trajectory. And I don't think anybody, I think that's where people are kind of falling off and not giving him his credit that he literally plotted and executed a master plan. That's probably going to be studied throughout the music industry for the rest of history. You know? Gary, yeah. Gary, I, yeah. Oh, let me, let me just ask Gary this real quick. Do you, do you respect his career? Cause he dogged a lot of people out in the process. Do you respect it? Like I said, man, I think the whole thing was a business move. He right. partnered with the Bloods and in return, they was getting money and in a, in a, uh, when he was getting was protection and clout, right? As soon as they 
crossed him and then he made his move and crossed them. So I don't, I think like you got to think of it in business terms. And then sometimes in business terms, it's not about respect. At the end of the day, it's business and things happen. You got to keep it moving. But morally, I think he's wrong. Like he did a lot of bad stuff, but that's just the game sometimes. Right. And it's like, he predicts a lot too. Like he was predicting that the Burger Club interview was going to do the biggest views. I might have the biggest amount of views by the time the interview was done. And look, a few months later, it's already the highest view Breakfast Club interview, higher than the Birdman. So he has a massive I mean, plan. there's yeah, that was great. Like, you see, Blueface is still making music, and then he at the end of the interview, he, uh, he mentioned uh, like if he even uh, uh, Whack 100 plays a bit of Blueface, that's gonna give him more attention that, that he could ever get, and it's just by an interview that Six Nine is doing. Exactly. So it's like he's still relevant compared to he people just that curious. are making music to this day. What do y'all think about the celebrity boxing? You think that's going to be the next wave? It's already a couple of events been had, man. It looks like it's taken off. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I, they, they kept mentioning it, but he it looks like 6 9 wants a big chunk of money in order to do it. But I think it's more. It's not even more of, like, interesting to, like, see who's going to win. It's, like, more of just about money to them, right? Like, it's not like we're going to see an actual competition where it's fun to watch. It's more of, like, all right, there's just money for them. And as, as us fans, I feel like we're going to get cheated. We're, we're, they're just doing it for money. They really don't care about anything else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, um, it's all about the money. But at the end of the day, it's like seeing two people you would never expect is always exciting. Like you hear 6 9 and Lil Dirt going at each other all the time. And like people will pay top dollar for that just to see what happened. But I think like a lot of rappers going to be scared because it's like if they lose that boxing match, it's going to lose. I all think 6 9 would be, be, yeah, but 6 9 is somebody who can't. It's hard to cancel him. I mean, of course he's canceled, but he'll always be relevant in terms of like people just curious of like. So if Six Nine got knocked out, he was still doing a, a huge amount of views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he would just feed into it. And exactly. The mastermind way would figure out a way to capitalize off it. Now let's right. transition into this this clubhouse, right? So when the clubhouse happens, Whack One Hundred was on Clubhouse, and the people was hanging his feet to the fire because they felt like he should have never sat down with a snitch. And Whack was like, "All right, if y'all gonna have all this heat for me, I'm gonna bring Six Nine in here, and he gonna talk to y'all and answer y'all questions at himself. Y'all not gonna keep directing this flames, these flames at me. He gonna answer for himself. So he brings them in. Somehow, Twenty One Savage joins the room, and Twenty One Savage and Six Nine had a conversation on the back channels." with academics when they was talking on the phone 21 comes in the room on some all hype uh, hyped up and flamed up ready saying whack you are lame you should have never sat down with six nine <laughs> but whack knowing the whole time that he and six nine had a 45 minute phone conversation <laughs> right. the night before so whack and 21 start turning up how do y'all feel about do y'all think 21 was wrong in that situation so I think 21 was right. Like uh, one of the things that he said that was being like misunderstood is that he, he didn't say uh, whack 100 was lame. He said, you, you like speaking to the rat and like, uh, so no, sorry, you agreeing with the rat is what makes you lame. It's not like you a lame person to begin with. You just associating yourself is what makes you lame. So, and then he also said that, um, that the only reason he talked to him to so long is ask six, nine, why did you do what you did? Like, why are you out here trying to do what you're doing? So it's not like he's really like friending six nine. He's actually putting him down. Like so, not, I don't so think it's more of a friend. Doing interview with six nine and asking them questions is lame. But twenty one savage undercover talking to six nine is not lame. 
But he like said when he spoke minutes, to, 45 minutes. Yeah, but he said he spoke to him and to question him like man to man, like why are you doing this lame shit that you're doing? It's but not he so a rat, much. See? The energy he but it's like no no, no no that's he didn't have for six nine. So if someone's doing something wrong, he kind of it's more of like a like a confrontation where you're just speaking to him, like, why did you do what you're doing instead of just like going behind his back and saying what he had to say? And then him admitting that um, the whole club situation that went down, that he told him that um, in the initial interview, he's uh, six nine didn't even know that twenty one knew he was there, but then twenty one admitted it. So he's saying that I knew you were there and all, and I, I, I don't don't like who you are. Don't associate uh, me with yourself. I'm at I'm at uh, Z. I'm gonna ask you this one: If twenty one savages, I'm gonna bring it back. If twenty one savages whole group try to kidnap him and they mess with his baby mama, you think twenty one savages do forty seven years for him? Right now, where he is right now. Nah, I don't. You think he would? Yeah. So it's like, it's it's kind of hypocritical. It's hypocritical, like what Twenty One Savage is saying. But like, I just think they were frying him in the in the interview too. Like Twenty One had nothing to say. So he, was real, he was real quiet once <laughs> Wax One Hundred turned up. Man, Wax he was said, like, I'm already scared. Wax said, "I'm gonna beat you up. Hold up, <laughs> he said that's a Twenty One. I'm gonna slap yeah. you." I'm going to slap nah, he's like, I'm not even going to punch you, I'm going to slap you. 21 ain't say nothing. 20 was like, okay, whack, I'm scared now. I'm in Atlanta, I'm scared now, <laughs> Yo said, I'm a, he was like, I'm going to meet up with you. We're going to hit the one-on-one. And then yo's like, matter of fact, I'm going to slap yo. It don't get no more disrespectful than that, yo. Right. Yeah, it don't. <laughs> I'm going to slap you. So you say 21 came out on the on the short side of the stick with this one? Yeah, don't get me wrong. He couldn't talk because they was talking so much. But over I him. still think 21 was still right. Like, I don't think he explains. Are you not saying how? So, is no, no, he? no. So, no, no. I look at it like this. Like, the first thing, like, it's like two things that majorly happened. One was the phone call that he had with 6ix9ine before. And initially, I think when you're listening to it, it's more 6ix9ine, like, hyping it up. Like, oh, you calling me a lame. It's like, no, you associating with him and, like, agreeing with him is what makes you a lame. So it's like six nine, like more hyping it up and like you know trying to make them against each other. Where in the beginning they're talking, and he's like, "Yo, nephew, this, this, this," and well, it ended see, with like, "You I'm watched slap the whole you. interview, right?" Yeah. Tell me one time in that interview where six nine and Wack agreed on something. Nah, there were certain things. Uh, like what? The civilian stuff. When uh, well, yeah. Nah, six he, nine was saying he was gangster. Six nine said he was gangster because he was taking care of his whole family. He was really feeding people. He was, he was he calling was him. No, no, yeah, in but then, yeah, he called him being people. responsible. So there, there was, uh, there was. They never. Six nine was saying he was gangster. Wax saying you that makes you responsible. You're not. You still a civilian. They didn't agree on that. So you saying twenty one saying you agreeing and you associate with the rat. Twenty one was on the phone with the rat. He he ain't come in clubhouse to make it public that he was on the phone. Right, so I, I just don't understand the logic behind it. But like, you don't know, like, what? But when when twenty one was asked about that phone call, he said that I, like the main reason and the the reason for that phone call was to uh, ask six nine why he's doing what he's doing and why he's being lame. So it wasn't like a like when twenty one is asked about that phone call in clubhouse, he says that. But the, the whole why- the whole premise of the room was you shouldn't be sitting down and talking to no rat. So if that's the energy. It's there's no exceptions to it. If you're gonna get at this man, more, I think it's more of like confronting the person that like you know is is the rat more than like so it's 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 a difference between like doing an interview and making money off of it, than like going behind like and confronting the person behind social media and just like speaking to him 
like man to man and just be like, man, I, I think we can all agree. We're gonna go ahead and close it out, man. Yeah, I yeah. think we can all agree. Six nine <laughs> is, a, is a master manipulator of social media. <laughs> so rolling into our next topic, do you think social media is an overall net positive or a negative in our community? I think if you're a celebrity and you're like an influencer, it's like the best thing out there. Like you see people making money off of Instagram and social media and YouTube and so forth. Like, I think it's, I think it's, if you're a celebrity and influencers, there is no other better way to than social media for you to promote yourself and make money. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a good thing. Like, I think it's, um, of course it has its like cons to it, but I think like, I've never been like bored recently. Like, ever since social media, we got, like, popping. Like, because, like, just sitting down, you'll always find something on the social media that you can watch. They got different platforms out nowadays. So, in terms of never being bored, like, I remember before social media, we had just, like, gaming systems, stuff like that. I would just, like, you know, say, watch TV shows to be bored. But I think social media keeps me entertained, like, 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with, with Mo and Z. Like, it's definitely changing people's lives. You know, the fact that you can get paid off an of iPhone, people, you know, coming up off of YouTube, just off of prank videos and, you know, just living their everyday lives. Like that's, that's never happened before social media. So right. yeah, I'm, right. I'm with you I think that. y'all looking at it, the surface level and that's cool. But as you really start digging down deep into it overall, do you think it's helped us or hurt us? Cause I think if you're looking at kind of people with anxiety and mental health issues i think that's been on the rise a lot since social media right there's been a lot of studies about you know girls and how they look at social media and you know certain images are cascaded and then if you start looking at children and how because you even just think like we're all in our 20s right so think about the age when we got our first cell phone versus the age when the younger kids are getting their first cell phone, right? I didn't get my yeah. first cell phone until I was in eighth grade, yo. And it was a, yeah. a, a flip joint. You see what I'm yeah. saying? And these kids are getting iPhones at like less than five years old now, right? And the access you got to the internet is a powerful tool. Like I think on the surface level, it's cool. But when you really start looking at it and the effects, and I don't know if y'all saw that Netflix show, uh, The Social Dilemma, whatever that joint was, where they talked about, you know, how the misinformation and getting people and recruiting people into these cults and stuff. Like, I think it might be a net negative. Yeah, and no, I think it's impossible to be like, somebody be like, um, there's no cons of social media. I think the biggest thing too is like, um, like it's hard for like people in relationships because it's like, you see a different, you know what I'm saying? Everybody on social media, like naked now, just showing too much stuff. <laughs> so on that point, that's like the hardest, that's like the worst thing about it. But um, I think it's good, too, for, like, news. Like, if you go on Twitter, you can get the news. Like, people, it's players in the NFL that hear they get traded on social media faster than they see it on TV. So I think, um, like I said, it's a lot of bad parts to it. But, like, um, the good parts is just the amount of news being spread, like, instantly. So you saying, like so you're saying overall the negative? I think it's 50-50. The negative way out for the positives. No, I think, um, I think it's about, like, 75%. Actually, like, 60% positive. And then like 40% negative. Well, you speaking on that, like 
like news and stuff, right? Not just like NFL yeah. players, but anything that's going on in the world, like compared to like newspapers back in the day or like going to a, right. like a website. But like, you know, nowadays you can just like follow a news company that you can get information faster than, you know, going to the website every few hours or whatever, you know, like when you're on, you're getting everything at once. So it's definitely like a balance. I don't think that it's one is severely better than the other like i don't think it's worse or better than the yeah, other thing it's kind of like a balance because there's yeah. a negative to it as well and yeah. i do think with social media is kind of is kind of like an illusion like you know you kind of think it is a certain way than it actually is like where you talk uh speaking back to what gary was saying with um uh, mental health and anxiety like if you look at if there's people out there that are looking at it like this is how people or their lives are and social media like this is who the person is or then it's kind of like a negative thing but if you're like a celebrity I feel like you kind of need that for them people to think that, you know, so you can like promote yourself and promote products. But if you're not, it kind of is like a bad thing where people are thinking that you're this or you're that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a lot of both. Um, you know, you got the ability to start your own brands, change your life, you know, start a business, connect with people from all over the world, see the news, like that's all good stuff. But I think, like Gary said, the worst part is is uh is like the division that it creates, and they talk about that in in that documentary that he talked about. Like, you know, you got like even with like the whole vaccine anti-vaccine stuff, like, you know, the Black Lives Matter versus the All Lives Matter. Like, it's people that it's like oh, so far into their corners of social media, like they have no idea what what's going on in the world or what's really happening. So some people get so deep in that, and it it just it spills into the real world too so yeah exactly that's that's where it gets crazy and that's where social media you know has changed things for, for the worse so then yeah, that's what it, i'm yeah. really trying to act so i think we all agree on the surface level it's cool it's probably more beneficial but as you dig deeper and deeper does the effects start to go get more adverse the more you thrive and the more you trade your physical life for social media life is there like a balance? Is there a point where it starts to be negative versus positive? Yeah, I think like, I think it's a perfect balance because I think like what Tommy was saying, like we learned so much history and stuff like that, that we always thought was true before social media. But then you got social media nowadays and they telling us stuff like, oh, Abraham Lincoln or some random stuff was like, oh, wasn't really for, you know what I'm saying, slaves like that. And you got, um, you got the situation with, with Trayvon Martin when it first popped off. Like, social media was going crazy. If it wasn't for social media back then, I think it wouldn't have, like, been an outrage as it was when it first happened. So, it like, and, and then, like, a lot, a bad thing, a good, a bad thing about it, too, was, like, um, like, celebrities, like, they deal with a lot of mental health. If they look online and they find something bad about themselves, like, people talking bad about them, they can feel a certain way. Like, Kevin Durant, every time they hear something bad, he makes a fake account. Just to go out of sight. Z Z can account for that. Yeah, the burner accounts. The burner accounts. I don't blame him though. It's a balance. It's a ba it's 50 It's fifty fifty. Yeah, I mean, just speaking of what you're saying, like the words like viral and clout, right? Like what is clout if it wasn't really for social media? And it kind of like gives these a lot of people careers. I know we kind of already touched on it six before. Nine. Yeah, like yeah. six nine or anybody like that's doing any troll videos or funny videos. Like what's the point of doing that if people aren't going to watch you? I think it's if you really look at it, it's changed our lives so much like where people yeah. won't be doing the silly stuff and trying to get people to look at your videos if it wasn't for social media. Right. 
Yeah, I, I think it has its ups and its downs, but the downs of cancel culture ties right into our next topic. <laughs> Mr. Right. Cancel himself, Tory Lanez. But we ain't going to talk about that, man. We're going to get into that Tory Cassidy beef. Man, they've been going back and forth. They've been going at it. Man, it's been almost going on two years now. So just for some background, the last two Sway interview or Sway freestyles Tory Lid. He was using uh, Cassidy's beats to do his freestyles. And then the, the reason, most recent one, he was using some remixed bars from Cassidy. So Cassidy came out and was saying, come on, man, you could have shouted me out. You could have shouted me out. You could have showed me some more love on the track. And Tori was like, me rapping over your beat was showing you love. So the question is, do you think showing the old rappers or the older generation love or giving them their flowers while they're here is necessary or is it not necessary? Because it seems like when you show them love, they say you are riding them or you're only doing this to do get something. But when you don't show them love, it seems like, oh, you just stealing my stuff. So where do you think the balance is? Do you show I'm gonna start, love? I'm going just... to start this one off. Like the thing about Cassidy, I think this, he found this as a perfect opportunity to get back on the scene. Cassidy ain't been relevant. I mean, at least if you listen to Battle Rap, he's he relevant on that end. But in terms of like social media, the music industry, he felt that was a perfect opportunity to be like, all right, let me, let me find something to come up with. Oh, he hating. He didn't tag me when he was talking about because everybody knew the song was Cassidy's. It to, I felt like Tori was trying to like show love to him, and then Cassidy just felt the perfect way to twist it up and get back relevant again. But it's 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 going to die down eventually. So you saying that that 20, 2003, 2004 rap style is dead? Nobody is trying to dead. Listen yeah, to it's that, dead. To that if T if T if T Cassidy. Right. Yeah. If T.I. dropped the album right now, the only relevant rappers from that era, like, it's a lot of them, but nobody trying to listen to, like, a T.I. type rapper's album right now. They, All right, so everybody taking, it, it. taking it away from Tori and Cassidy, how do you feel about the whole situation of just giving the people their flowers while they're here, right, or older generation? Do you think they should be giving their flowers or they shouldn't? Because I can give you an example of Soldier Boy. I feel like Soldier Boy has been giving his flowers numerous of time, numerous times, but it seems like every turn or every corner that he wants you people to keep giving them flowers, right? So I feel like it's something he's taking them more you, than getting them. Yeah, if you once you giving them, <laughs> you can't like take them. <laughs> once you give them, it's like you got to continuously give them versus people just showing love after people pass away. Yeah, so I mean that kind of just goes back to like. Uh, like a celebrity passing away and then being, uh, you know, us you know, thinking that they are, they are a legend, right? Like tomorrow, if just some random rapper passes away, you see people just like idolizing them. Like they were some legend or there was like, you know, something that they weren't just because maybe they weren't appreciated as much when they were around. So going back to your question, do you think, do we think that, um, nowadays that, uh, this, uh, the older generations, uh, or if we should give them their flowers or not. I just think if you look an example like uh, J. Cole, um, he always gave his flowers to Nas, like him copying kind of his flow and the way um, he writes his music and it speaks. And I think he did it for a while and then he kind of realized that these people really don't even care if you do appreciate them. It's not, it's not even about that to them. It's all about money. It's about kind of wasting your time even doing that and caring for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it all depends on what you call a legend. I mean, it's, it's 
it's different for everybody. And in this generation or in this like younger generation, right? Not everybody's going back and listening to the early 90s and some people not even the early 2000s. Um, I remember I was listening to the verses of the, the locks first dip set and I was hearing some of the locks. <laughs> and some of them, I was like, yo, these are Wayne beats. But, you know, yeah. it was really locks. And then Wayne came out and remixed their stuff. So, you know, I'm to me, like Wayne, if I heard the, just the instrumental, I'd be like, oh, that's Wayne. And so, you know, you got to realize some of these guys is, is so young that they don't even know the original creators of some of these songs. So it's impossible to even give them the credit. Um, so, I mean, it it's a different legends for every generation, but some people are going to think they're forever a legend when really they kind of just faded out of the scene. Yeah, I think, um like, it, it's, it happens with sports, too. I think, like, every time there's a new generation, they always going to like their, their generations play it better. Like, I always argue with old heads about Michael Jordan. But, of course, they're going to say he's better because they lived during his time and LeBron came up after, and they're going to hate on him. So I think, like, with time, over time, legends will always be forgotten. But if you're a real legend, you won't be forgotten. Like, I think people like Cassie, he's going to be forgotten the next 20 years. But somebody like, Lo, <laughs> yeah. somebody like Lil Wayne going to be remembered. Nah, so somebody like Lil Wayne going to be remembered forever. Yeah. So it's about, yeah, it's about like, uh, yeah, because it's people, yeah. It's certain legends. I mean, you got the Crenshaw T on right there. That's that's a legend. Shout out to Gary. Shout out to Gary. That's a legend, hey, right? Hey, like I'm not gonna let that slide. <laughs> I'm not letting that slide, man. Y'all three are some hype beasts. Stop I it. Uh, if anything, that's the opposite of hype beast. Like, cause just because he doesn't get as much appreciation mm. as right. he should. Independent. I mean, he oh, said man. it. Fuck right. No, he is not legend. independent. Hey, if you was, go on the YouTube right now, but later and pull on. up a Nipsey video, and you go to the details, man, you're gonna see United Masters Major right label. There. Major label. Stop the cap. Major label. Bro, I think Stop early on he was independent. Yeah, early on. That's what I'm saying. And then like everybody's independent early on when they dropped the first song. I mean, we're independent early on. Not as long as he was. Not as long as he was. All right, Mel. All right. We're gonna we're gonna say that for another episode. All right, Mo. Man, let's go. Yeah, I I agree with y'all. Riled up, man. I agree with y'all. Then I think the the legend and showing flowers is cool, but it can't get into a situation where you're constantly showing flowers, and that's why I kind of think people admire people after they pass away. If it's right or wrong, who knows. But Mo, do you who you think won that that rap battle that they had in the diss tracks? Corey, Tori or Cassidy? I think Cassidy had better bars, but Tory Lanez know how to make a better song. And that's like, all that matters to, now. He, yeah, that's all that matters now. Tory, that's all that matters now. Tory had that joint. He said, "I stole your flow and what? <laughs> what? And you can't say that. You can't come back from that. You can't because he already accepted it. But it's like, right, look at dead in the camera. I stole your right. flow and what? <laughs> yeah, and it was cold. He had the video and everything. Right. Yeah, and Tori, yeah, Tori trying to come back from the dead too. We're not going to know that. So Tori, he, he coming his way out, man. You he see coming that? his way out. I didn't think you he see what recover. he recently did. He um had an NFT project where he dropped an EP 
through NFT. He had a million copies. He sold for a dollar each. And that joint sold out in less than 60 seconds, all out. million copies. That's crazy. In less than 60 seconds. So, man, he might be winning, man. I think I, if you think you, if you look at it, I think he's taking the opposite approach of being canceled from 6 9 kind of tucked and ran off. But Tori's saying, y'all ain't getting me out that easy. Y'all. He's going to the people and he's letting the people saying, we're going to eat together. Y'all going to help me exactly. out and I'm going to help y'all out. But how y'all feel right. about NFTs and cryptocurrency? Y'all think that's going to be the future? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Um, I think now that the government's even getting more involved, I know they're trying to with uh, trying to tax uh, crypto and get it more regulated. I think the government's starting to like accept it to the point that where it's going to be around more often than it was in the past. And I know you guys been on that for a while. I know Gary and Anthony and Tommy, all you guys been on crypto, crypto, crypto for a while now. So I think I definitely think it's going to be in the future, and especially with this NFTs, the fungible tokens. Uh, or, or digital, especially with like the world moving towards more technology, digital world. I definitely think that there's a future for it. Yeah, like I was saying, um, like I was saying before, I think crypto is the future. But like, um, understand it's always gonna be like it's always gonna be like risky, a risky business. But like, like things they transition and then they um they go extinct after a while. Like nobody can really name me the last time they used change in a store or something like that. Like you can't remember last time you had a penny and used that as store. So I think um the dollar is being kind of phased out a little bit. Like inflation is going crazy. And uh, the cryptocurrency, it's like a world thing. So all the world is on the same page with crypto. So I think it's um it's gonna be a transition. You ever use a vacuum? You have to use coins for that. I'm done. What was I use a penny? Yeah, I don't know about a penny. I'm talking about a quarter. Yeah, I'm talking about coins. I might have picked I'll see, I'll one up on, off the side, I'll, I'll see a quarter on the ground nowadays. I'll just walk right past it. I'm walking right past the quarter. Nah, you got to pick it up. It says, oh, got it like tra- that. That's money. No, no, I'm saying because change, <laughs> change is so, yeah, change is just so like, like with us nowadays, it's just like, I remember back in high school, we could survive off $100 like the whole school year. Now, money nowadays, it's like gas is going up. Everything and it's like no lie, money. Uh, you could like if you had Christmas money, you had five dollars for the whole weekend back in the day. You was good, yeah. Christmas money used to get me through the whole year. What's your thoughts on crypto, Tio? I mean, y'all know I got a lot to say about this topic. Um, you know, crypto's here to stay, it's it's around, it's the technology of the future. Um, the Tory Lanes thing that's a good example of just how how uh how different it is how it's not he's not going through any label he's not going through any big corporations right he's going straight to the people even though that he's canceled right that's that's what how crypto changes things it's decentralized so it's not going through you don't have to go through someone you could just go through the people um and you know i'll just say if you don't have crypto get some crypto you know start small buy a little bit but um, it's going to be around like the fact that the government is even trying to tax it just shows how legitimate they think it is. Exactly. How they know it's going to be around for a while. Like those conversations, they were not being had a couple years ago. So um, right. that's what I got to say. And the big yeah. thing, too, is like, yeah, and I was about to say um, a lot of people like they got to be humble about it. I remember like when the Dogecoin, the Dogecoin. Oh, uh, wait, popped off. Yeah, Dodge when that wave popped, <laughs> popped off, it was like, I would say, I would say people going crazy. And then, like, when it went down, they were like, oh my gosh, I said it sold. 
So it's like, yeah, it's a homeowner experience. People yeah, and it's like second mortgages and all of that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like people got to protect their passwords and like understand that if you die and you got like a Coinbase account, nobody can get into it. That money is lost. So it's like it's real risky. I ain't gonna lie, but um, everybody's moving towards it. So, no, just so I was I was just hearing in the news uh, two days ago that they were trying to do something with these uh, accounts like Coinbase. Like accounts that's dead, yeah. Yeah, no, well, not just that that they would know who was buying and selling. So that way they can track that way. That's how they want to tax it. I'm not sure if that's going to even come into play, but that's something right. that they were trying to talk about is what linking like you're you buying and selling from these crypto sites. So that way they can tax, know how much you're getting and you're selling. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're already doing that. But yeah, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it's the way of the future. Some of you got to take some time, educate yourself on, know what's going on, like, they already said you got to start small and just kind of build a strong foundation and work your way up. But it's definitely going to be the way. And if you kind of just look at the trend of how things are going with payments and stuff moving more peer to peer, just for a couple of examples, like you can think of, you know, how hard it was, like how to just the way people interact with money back in the day, like cash used to be the most dominant way people used to interact with money. Exactly. Then you started going to credit cards. Now you got uh peer to peer or DeFi finance. Yeah. Where you're Apple going, pay. You know, yeah. Things like that. Cash app, Venmo and stuff. And then you go into crypto and you can just see how institutions are, are kind of falling or changing their yeah. business models. Like even cars now, like the, the millennials, I think are feeling these changes. Like people are like, 20 years ago, if you thought about you can order a car off your phone, right? You don't got to go hassle with the people at the car dealership, man. I got a crazy car dealer. When I brought my truck, it was the worst experience ever, man. I, I'm telling you, when I get my next joint, yeah, I, I'm ordering that joint straight from Carvana or off an app because I don't want to talk to nobody. I don't want to hassle. It just makes it so even probably in the next 10 years, you're going to be able to buy a house like you buy uh, something off yeah. the grocery store. I mean, you're going to be able to go in there. Yep. And just All click right. and buy. I think that NFTs and cryptocurrency and the blockchain is something that's going to kind of revolutionize everybody's life. And it's either you're going to hop on and get educated earlier, or you're just going to have to be forced to learn behind a band. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just add real quick, you, like, you know, you got to be smart about it. Cause as, as we go closer and closer to have more and more crypto, people are going to get scammed. You know, yeah. it's all these celebrities that will come out especially when crypto gets real hot, like Bitcoin is, is coming up again. I think it's like 40 or 50 K, something like that. But uh, all these celebrities start popping out saying, buy my new coin, buy this, buy Dogecoin. In general, yeah. stick, stick to the top dogs. Bitcoin yeah, top dogs. Ethereum. Um, you know, you can get into other ones, but you really got to do your research because um, it's one thing about crypto is it is a lot easier to scam people and, and, uh, and lose your money real quick. Yeah, I got two cool things, Bro, too. tell them like, about um, the, the BitConnect story. Oh, yeah, we, me uh, and Gary yeah, got they scammed. Got, they got yeah, us they got it. It was like, yeah. Trevon James. It was like, yeah, we was early. It was crazy. It was like, um, they got us both. Yeah, they got it. I knew it was too good to be true. I was just like, all right, yeah, it's yeah. whatever. Trayvon. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he a famous scammer. Yeah, he famous. Trevon James, whatever they his name is. They got us cold, yeah. man. He got it. <laughs> but like two quick things I wanted to say is like um everybody's so caught up in the idea of holding. Understand that you can you gotta it's good to sell and try to get back in it when it dips. Cause like people get so caught up in holding, they never make money. But if you sell 
and make money and it goes back up, just understand you still made money. So you can be happy on that end. And like everything gets phased out with time. Like people never thought Blockbuster would get phased out and deal with Netflix and stuff like that. So I think money is like digital. I mean, hand money and stuff like that's on its way out. So just be prepared. Yeah, there's even some restaurants and places of business that are not even accepting cash no more, man. Credit cards only. So you got to deal with the times. And one quick PSA, this this wasn't financial advice. This is all for entertainment. Yeah. (laughs) So let's get on to the the next thing. Mo, go ahead and introduce this Brittany Rena topic, man. PJ Washington, what's going on? Oh, yeah. This is a crazy one. So this is like a... Everybody knew Britney. If you don't know who Britney Rena is, she's like an IG, like a model, whatever they call it these days. And she's like a, uh, you know what I'm saying? She's going around trying to get the best NBA player, trying to get knocked up by one of them. So she she had a video like a couple of years ago saying her goal was to get a famous athlete, get pregnant by one so she could finesse him and take his money and all that type of stuff. So it was like, she found, a, she found one and it was this Hornets player named PJ Washington. And she was going to his high school games. Like the dude is twenty two. I think she's yeah, that's almost crucial. thirty. Yeah, it's yeah, crucial. She was she was stalking him out when he was. She under was 18. scouting him, right? And it's like um, under eighteen. Yeah, yeah, he was under. Yeah, so it's like that's a double standard too. We'll talk about later on. But um, he she she basically finessed him. You know what I'm saying? Started talking to him. He thought he's young, so he thought he was in love, and thought like, oh, she really wants me. She probably he probably had teammates telling him like, yo. This is like a dot. Like, don't don't trust this girl. But he, she probably she probably put it in his mind. Like, yo, I love you. And I, I think she get, she got married to him. I didn't know that. But what happened, Gary? She married. They they married. I don't know if they was married, but two weeks after the baby, she went and hit that. Yeah. You know, with that child support, two hundred k a month, mm. man. Two hundred k a month. So that baby is eighteen, 18. years. So on his working on his working deal. Only to find out on it saying nah. But now nah, he just yeah, that's two point four million a year for crazy. eighteen years. So he just tweeted no today uh, that it, uh, stop the cap. I don't know if you Dang. guys saw the tweet. He tweeted hey, today. Yeah, PJ. I seen that. Yeah, yeah. His, so he his said contract stop the cap. only three hundred mil. It can't be. It can't yeah. be two point. Oh, his contract is three mil, so it can't be two point four. Right. Yeah. So that, I think that I think that kind of has to do with him saying stop capping. I feel like this number two hundred K is kind of like brought out of thin air, where it's like make it make sense. Where if he's only making so much, how is he paying right. so much? And him, like, him him addressing and saying like stop lying. I'm sure he's paying money. There's right if oh, she he, is he if, if yeah if she is if she is who you guys are saying she is. I'm sure he's you know like she's getting her bag from him. But right. like him just addressing it today and saying stop capping, and then he doesn't even make that much. I mean, I didn't know who he was, his name, till this whole issue was brought up. Like, I don't know if you guys. I mean, I watched right. the NBA, but I wasn't even aware of who this kid was till. So now, once his rookie, yeah. once his rookie deal is up, once his rookie deal is up, that's when it's going to be interesting. Yeah. How you think? How y'all feel about it, man? You think that the warning signs was there? He should have paid attention, or it's it's on him. He made the mistake. You gotta own up. Yes, it's, it's tricky because you guys are saying that she's known for. I mean, you guys are already making these conclusions about her, so I'm sure that she's already had like an image. I of, mean, she wrote a book about how to finesse people. Yeah, yeah she and if she did videos, that, then, then, then it's definitely has on him. Videos yeah. on the internet saying athletes and athletes are dumb, they're the easiest. Have a baby with them, and you're gonna hit a big come up. Yeah, right. then, then if, if she's so vocal and she's made it so clear with how she's moving and he didn't pick that up and you know like 
But but low key PJ probably thought he was making a come up too. That's yeah, that's probably did, what true. it was the whole time. Because people it's, never heard of him before. Right. This. Yeah, that's true. People, yeah, people never really heard of him. And you know, she got four million followers. I don't know how many of them were after the whole PJ situation happened, but even probably when he met her, she was big and she was famous. So, I mean, that's probably what it was in the first place. So, it, I mean, it probably worked out for him early on, but. Now that he got hit with the child support, now he sees what she's really about. And, right. you know, it's a cold game. I don't got no sympathy from him, man. I think the signs is there. It was, it was enough all public, there. Yeah, it was enough public information on her. She had already been around the league, man. You got to know the warning signs. You know what I'm saying? But like Anthony said, like he was he was really young. You guys are yeah, I, I, was I 18. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure – he wasn't thinking the right way of being so young and her being as smart as she is. So do you think she finessed him? Yeah. Yeah. I, she obvious. Did for sure. yeah. yeah what she if def- the shoe was on the other foot? It was a man, 26 years old, going to see a underage girl. Oh yeah. He would have got, he would have been in he jail. Would have, if, he would have never heard about jail. it again. Yeah. He would never heard about it again. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't think it would have even gotten this. So part, is that I think. double standard? Yes. Yeah, a double standard. Yeah. But it's like um, it's definitely double standard. I ain't saying she a gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> but she made it come up. Like I said, it was like, I mean, he had to have, like I said, she probably made him feel like she was in love, and because he could look on social media, he he, he definitely before he dated, her, he knew about it. So I don't know. He probably she probably was like, I'm on birth control, and he probably messed up once. I don't I don't know. He, Man, I think he got finesse straight up. <laughs> he got he got he got finesse. He got finesse. <laughs> I think Tommy made a good point about uh, at first it might have been uh, mutually beneficial with her having kind of a little clout around certain people and him saying being not that known as a basketball, not that well known as a basketball player that messing with her could have boosted his public profile. But as soon as the little one dropped, man, it's, it's, it's only a losing battle from there. Like she just hit a big check. Right. That's a hit. She got that passive income right there. (laughs) (laughs) No crypto needed. Right. I just just think the number is not as high as it is. I definitely think that that she definitely got him, but I just don't think the number 200. That's that's I think when he when he when he after that rookie deal. What type of child are you raising with a 200k like a month? Like what is he got a ball out now? It's like nah. (laughs) (laughs) Another another house to his name. Another thing is, what do y'all feel about like child support for like rich people? Like them getting way more money than they need to support the child. How do y'all feel about that? So I think it kind of goes with the lifestyle. If 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 you are a celebrity and you have a lot of money and you're expecting your kids to have like that type of money too, like the unnecessary needs or sorry, well wants, not even needs, right? To like survive, like, oh, my kid needs to like have the most expensive pair of Jordans and then, you know, like and so on and so forth where the child support is going to kick up too. Well, they should, they should be living like they, like the mother is going to say, Hey, my child needs to have this lavish lifestyle too. Not just, not just getting by. Well, he needs to be having, you know, like the best care he can get. In certain situations, I think it's cool. And like Z was saying, it's a lifestyle thing, but I think the whole problem comes in for me is the females living off the child support. Right. If you yeah. if you're talking about spousal support, that's different. But child support should be to support the children, and females shouldn't be living off that. So if if it's certain amount, you got a lot of money and you got to pay a lot in child support. As long as that benefiting the kids, to me, it's all cool. But if we ain't work out a relationship, 
You ain't ready for to be eating off of me for no reason. That's how right. I, I feel like it should be like a um, it should be tracked better. Like I feel like it should be a separate account. Like if you going if a woman puts you on child support, they make an account where it's like only strictly for the child for the child, and it's kind of like being tracked on what's being spent. I mean, you can go to a store and I mean, get yourself something and just put it on the child, right? Like, how are you gonna know? I'm talking about it? like lashes or something like that. I mean, if you pull out, <laughs> if you pull out cash or something like that, <laughs> it could be tracked better, though. Definitely. What was like? like what was? What was that? What was that fashion over uh, charge? Oh, that flies. That Dr. Dre. You spent two thousand dollars at Rose Bar last night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, it was on, yeah. it was apple juice. Right, exactly. Like, yo, what's going on with Lamar Jackson, man? Oh yeah, I'm gonna let y'all know. I'm a frizzy on this one. Action Jackson, the best QB in the league. Yeah. So Anthony's whole perspective is that this guy gets too much slander, and he's too young, right? Like he shouldn't have all of this arrows pointed at him, and he's the future. He's this, and he's that. I don't want to say anything. This, this is my perspective. Okay, he's he's a nice quarterback. He's he's a decent quarterback. But when he gets praised, when he wins MVP and people are praising him, like he's the future, he's this, he's that. It's like he gets held to such a high standard. And then when he does something wrong and people are like, look, I told you so, like, right? Like we were just waiting for it to happen, right? Then it's like, oh, why are you holding him to such a high standard? It's like, you guys wanted it and loved it when he was winning MVP and when he has a good game, he needs to be praised. But as soon as he does something bad and someone says something that, hey, look, he's not supposed to be as high as he is. That's where my whole issue with Lamar is. I'm actually one question. Name one receiver on the Ravens above five nine. That was good his past three years. Above five nine. Above five nine. Uh how how tall is Hollywood? Hollywood's five nine. That's all I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Name one. Good, I said receiver. One receiver. <laughs> I, to be honest, I can't name so you. This, so no, 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 no. This, no, this, this dude won oh, MVP. Oh, 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 I know. The Des, Bryant, Des, nice. Bryant, Des Bryant was on the team. Des, those, Des, Des, Des Bryant. Des, Des Bryant, 6'4", 6'3". He came in later on in the league, and Des Bryant is not going to He couldn't get, get on the team. He couldn't get on the team in one point, like two years. That was because of his anger management issues. That He's not good with He messed up his leg, too. Oh, yeah, Achilles, Achilles. Yeah, Achilles. My bad. So Lamar Jackson winning, your name is MVP with that type of roster in the next year so, okay i get that right he's oh, he's a good quarterback you're saying no, no no let's let's agree with this you i you're he's a good quarterback he won an animus mvp he's this he's that but when he has a bad game he hasn't done anything in the playoffs that's where the whole problem is where it's like but he has like, he won a playoff nah. game but the thing is is like when you're when you're praising him so high like oh mvp anonymous mvp like it's no question he's the best right but then where it's like the performance isn't there and we like oh well, like he had a, like you know he's not playing well he's not doing this 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 oh why are you guys coming at him so hard it's like you you yourself hold him to such a high level that when he does bad it's like okay like we're gonna say something you, you need to speak up for your mvp who's shouldn't be having games like this and then it's like oh why are you coming after him right like you're playing you're trying to play two sides and i think that's not fair where you got to be like, you can't keep saying, oh, he's so good, he's so good, he's so good, and then be like, oh, we'll give him some leeway to not have. No, we get mad. MVPs have bad games. Every MVP has choked in the playoffs and and done everything that he's done. But, like, my thing is, you got players like, when's the last time you heard Colin Murray get any slander? And Colin Murray has never been to the playoffs. He was drafted, mind you, 
Lamar Jackson was but, but there, okay, that's Wilson. fine. But do you do you realize he the, was, the standard but, that Kyler Mur- uh, Murray is held to and Lamar? It's like two different levels. Like when people no, are saying he's Lamar, a first it's like, pick. exactly. Lamar but was I get that. No, no. Okay, I understand that. But when you're talking about like, forget the draft. The draft, like you see, undrafted people get higher or held to a different standard. But like but he was getting Lamar, standard his first season before he won MVP. No, it's when he had a few good games and people were like, yo, he's the truth, he's this, he's that, and then he isn't playing to that level, and then someone says something about it, it's like, oh, you guys get defensive Ravens fans and Lamar fans that, oh, how are you going to say this, how are you going to say that? It's like, you guys are holding him to such a high level that you guys don't like it when someone, like, you know, says something, anything bad about him, like, oh, it's Man, okay. I automatically discount any Steelers fan opinion. I'm going to keep it stat. I like Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar is the GOAT, man. I just think it is like how people think about things. It's a people think on consistency levels, right? So Lamar set the bar high and yeah, and then when he does he yeah. hasn't performed. It's I mean, it's just a fact, right? But it's not to say that him not performing in the playoffs discredits everything else. I don't right. think that's the case. But it's yeah. just the I bar. don't think people do that. I think Anthony kind of looks at it where it's like, well, someone says anything bad, I'm like, why are you saying it? But it's like, do you guys realize that when he does play well, how high you guys praise him and think like, like he's this, right. he's that? Right. You, know how much, saying, you know how much you know how much attention he gets with his juke no. moves when he when he when he those people on the floor. But like, like, I get it, he's nice, right? He does that. But when he does something but, bad be ready when someone is like there to like but you gotta understand after his mvp season he lost his best offensive lineman marshall yonder he lost ronnie stanley who was the best pass protector in the league he lost hayden hurst who went to the falcons and everybody was injured he had COVID last year but he still won a playoff game so people say he can't win the playoffs you know you know what all that was all that was was just excuses that's that's all you told me like if we had this but he won a playoff that, game that's all he won it was, was excuses that's all i heard he was didn't excuses. Win a playoff game. he won a playoff okay, game. He won, okay he won a playoff game with like I, but, so he was saying he can't he was saying he can't win the playoffs but he won a playoff game that's my <laughs> thing talk that talk talk that talk <laughs> one playoff game all right. I'm, I'm gonna just add nah, i'm gonna just nah, add nah. this real quick he just get he gets a different type of hate too, and that's yeah. that's what makes you. But no, you have to. He black, he, black, he black with tattoos. No, no, yeah, no, he's no, black no. with tattoos. He got. Do, do you understand Alan the type of love he, he gets when he does play well? For quarterbacks. Do you know how? Do you know how much love he gets when he drops somebody on the floor and does a juke move? Do you understand how much? Yeah, but respect? they hate him. On, they hate him on after that. Do you? But no. But do you understand why? It's because you're held to such a high level. Like you do something like, damn, that's so nice. And then it's like when you do something bad, like. Where why why weren't you playing like you were last week when well, last you week you were all up. over you were all over ESPN and Sports Center you dropping like a linebacker to the ground with a move and the next week you can't make a five yard pass. So you think like, they're well, waiting for him to fail, right? Yeah, because it's kind of like it's kind of like six fail. nine where it's like you're held to that's what you when you have the bright lights and you have the attention and then you do something wrong or something goes bad you're like oh well why are you guys all coming at me? Well it's like because you had the bright lights you had like that's you know, not true. Peyton Manning would lose every single year. Exactly. No, 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 got no. Any of that Peyton Manning didn't win his MVP. first. Peyton Manning didn't win his first playoff game until six years in. Well, I'm mm. not. I'm not. I'm not here vouching for Peyton Manning. I don't. I don't even. But Lamar's like, basically Giannis. Like it's basically Giannis. Nah, like, people Lamar, Lamar people, is James Harden. Like nah, great, great regular nah, season nah, player. Nah, Lamar, great. Lamar don't won a championship. He's Giannis. He's Giannis. Nah. He's Giannis. But Giannis won a championship. People, I'm not going to that slide. But people used to but hate listen. on Giannis because he lost last year in the champion in the playoffs. But listen, and now they, people people hate Giannis for his moves, but he won a championship. But no, his moves. It's more like this. James Harden is like the one of the best scoring like regular season player. Juke moves. You talk about like getting to the bucket, like step. But back. Lamar won in the playoffs. 
Mm. Listen, okay, so, so you know how, you said one playoff game. You know how many series? You know how many series James Harden has won in the playoffs? Like, but how old is James Harden? How old is Lamar Jackson? <laughs> okay, but so I'm Lamar, about, Lamar, I'm got, about Lamar like, got eight years to catch like up to him. NBA, and I'll bet NBA. you money that Lamar will catch up to James Harden in eight years. Well, Lamar, if you guys give him as much help as he's begging for, like James Harden, he's got the help that oh, he begged for. No, no, look, look at the help that he got. Now, now you want to make All right, see, can we Who's going to win that, first? Can we agree that our Lamar gets unnecessary hate? But look, here's the big thing too: the vaccine. Jalen Allen did not get the vaccine, and people come at Lamar for not getting the vaccine. And Lamar had COVID. If you have COVID, twice, you know, what I'm saying you build the you build the antibodies up for a couple months. Doctor Mo at it again. You know what I'm saying? And Josh <laughs> Allen, Josh, Josh Allen never got the vaccine. This never is not I agree advice. with that. No, no, no. So I Good. agree. So I, Lamar's I getting hate because he's a black dude from the hood. No, no, I agree. Case. There's definitely certain Facts. things. Okay, listen, I agree that there's definitely situations where Lamar gets hate because of unnecessary. He's black, right? No, no, he's black. I Good. get that. I'm, I'm not like I'm not. And Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady don't, don't count as but, they don't. But if you Patrick talk about a player, and I'm black. looking at it. I'm looking Whoa, at it just like. Patrick Mahomes don't count as that black player from the hood, like what? Russell Wilson. <laughs> they grew up like Lamar. Lamar's that type of dude where people hate him because hey, he's yo, from the hood. Nah, listen, he got listen, tattoos. Oh, right. I think Lamar is probably a nicer person than like just looking at both of them. I think when you listen to Lamar speak, he's probably a nicer person. I think Lamar is probably a nicer person than like just looking at both of them. I think when you listen to Lamar speak and the things you hear, the stories, but he's a nicer person than Patrick Mahomes is. He is. You talk about him like doing press conferences and like being all like a gentleman, like you know what I mean, like speaking properly and dressing people like please, thank you, and all that. You see, I think when you say hood, I don't think that that's the proper. But look, but look, I think Lamar addressing the elephant in the room. But look, it's unnecessary hate. No, he does get it, but no, no, no. I look. Like, I'm agreeing with that. He does get it, but me as like a like a watching sports and looking at Lamar, I'm like, okay, you getting the love, I get it. But it's like when you're at that level and you're getting the love, then be ready for when you're like not performing. And I'm, this is coming from a Steelers fan too, so you got to like take that into perspective. We don't take it in a and we get on to this next topic. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna go look at both. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. People coming at Deshaun Watson right. from Ben Roethlisberger is a known rapist. No, no, but the thing is, you got no, no. That that's facts, and that has that has racist to do with it, right? That's that. Um, there's no. It's a black man trying right. to come up. Yeah, but Bro, you gotta that's look. the YouTube algorithm all up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we can bleep that out. <laughs> all right, all right yeah, next. Yeah. <laughs> but look, Lamar Lamar won the Heisman. It was Heisman finalist two years in college, and he got drafted like the fifth quarterback. Take. He was the fifth quarterback taken. So I think like that black thing with QBs is definitely like elephant in the room. Yeah, I think it start. is. Yeah. I think it is. But but I think when you look at it like Michael Vick, that's kind of like what they expected from Lamar Jackson, and I think I, I, there wasn't a reason why people weren't going to think that he's going to perform the way he is. Well, how about we talk do, about this in he, our next pod? He, black quarterbacks. But get unnecessary. He's like, I'm not done. No, 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 no. no. I, look, listen. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not there. It definitely is there. When you speaking of like. The uh, Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback, not having it, and it's it's not even an issue. Like nobody even talks about it, right? Yeah. But with Lamar, does I definitely agree? There's definitely like there's hate because of his. I wouldn't say hate. Hate is a bad word. Like there's like I guess people just uh, use or trying to attack him for different reasons just because yeah. of his skin color, right? That's there. But yeah. I'm talking about Lamar Jackson, a Baltimore Ravens starting quarterback, right? For the Baltimore Ravens. And you're getting this love and you're on sports center because you're, you're throwing linebackers to the floor with your juke moves. And then you can't win a playoff game. Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback. <laughs> but he won a playoff game. <laughs> like that. 
You won two Super Bowls compared to one playoff game. But Lamar is Lamar is. Roethlisberger won a Super Bowl in his second year. Second year starting quarter. Second year in the league, he won the Super Bowl with Jerome Bettis, Heinz Ward. It sounds like you remember that team. Personal. It sounds like a big team. It's like no. This sounds like a personal problem, man. Y'all gonna have to resolve this off the pod, yo. We're gonna keep it moving (laughs) on to this next topic. The internet's been bubbling up lately, man. This is just some rumors that there's a versus coming up, a little Dirk versus Chief Keith. How we feel about it, Mo? Yeah, a little Dirk versus Chief Keith. Like back in the day, they always had a problem with each other. And like um, it's a battle who started the drill movement. Like um, everybody, if everybody don't know, they're the two pioneers of the drill movement that started. You could argue Lil Dirk started like the drill movement, or you could argue Chief Keith started it. So I think um I think old Chief Keith music is way better than old Dirt, but I think Dirt is lasting is gonna obviously last way longer than Chief Keith. So I think uh, it's gonna nobody's be nobody's worried about that no versus man. The versus is the best twenty songs versus best twenty songs. So I I'm not even gonna have it, man. Dirk is getting washed, man. He don't even nah. he don't got no man. hits. Dirk is getting washed twenty to zero Chief every Stop day, it. yo. After Dirk ain't winning a single song. After finally Rich is over for GQ. After finally Rich came up. Mo, you tripping, yo. You tripping. Dirk got last night. I, I, I think later. I kind of agree with that. Like, I, I heard Chief Keep up till then. After that. Yeah, like high he, school. Yeah, and after that, it was just like, I mean, it wasn't, the music wasn't there. Like, I know he was putting out music, but for me as like a fan, but I mean, I feel like even up till then, I think he's a better artist than Lil Dirk. But that's Benito just came out after finally Rich, right? Finito, yeah, Finito was one of the leader joints. Dirk is not keeping up with Sosa, man. Finally, Rich, Finito, hate being sober. I don't like. Dirk has nothing, nothing can touch that, man. Those songs, nothing can touch. That's why you're going to keep it going. Macaroni time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. But you can argue, like, all right, you can't argue nothing. You can argue his new stuff. Like his new stuff, he don't got no new songs. He put out solo dolo. That's, like Hellcats and Trackhawks. That's features, man. Dirk, no, Hellcats and Trackhawks. Dirk doesn't have a single song that he the, can put. The push I Hellcats see, and Trackhawks don't have King Von. No, no audit, no auto tune dirt. That no audit. You can go about it. You can go like the views of that. Don't get me wrong, nothing you, will you top. Cap I don't like you no auto tune dirt. <laughs> so so what you saying the scores versus is 20 songs. What you saying the scores? And who is it? 20 songs. I think it's I think it's Chief Key got such a strong fan base. Personally, I think it'll be a top, but I think people go with Chief So you saying that you saying out of 20 songs, Dirk's winning 10 and Chief's winning 10. Yeah. You're not telling me that straight out with a straight face. Yeah. Uh, you're you not, are, you are, you're you not are. telling me with that <laughs> a straight face that Dirk's winning 10 and Chief is winning 10 with a straight yeah, face. Yeah, the, the best 10 songs. Yeah, he's not winning, but I think like whole catalog, Dirk is winning because Chief Key fell off at the finally rich. Oh my goodness. was it. And that was a fourth song. Like I don't even like it. I just like no, that. No, you act like they gotta play that songs part- like they they had in the last three years, man. It's the catalog. Yeah. Chief so who has a, who had a better career? Dirt, right? Career, maybe dirt. Career. Yeah, no. dirt, dirt. Yeah, but, dirt. Because dirt, dirt got laughing out car later. Dirt got that jerk feature. How you just talking about how how long he's been in the game? Or, yeah, dirt. But Sosa, I don't think Dirk has been as hot as Sosa yet. Sosa was extreme. Dirk. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. No, you right. You right. You right. He may he might have had some longevity, yo, but you're not gonna sit here and tell me with a straight face they go versus head up and it's gonna be null at 10 10. That's cap, straight cap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, cause cause there's new songs are hard though. 
Mo, I don't care, yo. They not touching that old stuff. I think Anthony just referenced that just because he got a feature with Drake. No, nah, no, nah, because Hellcats and track You can look at the views. You can look at all the views on Dirk's song Bias. right now. Man, we could go to Apple Music right now. And no, I let's go to YouTube. I, yo, nothing is touching. But, but look, who, if, if somebody drop an album right now, obviously Dirk is going to have a better album and the more hype. No, no, no. Yo, no, Dirk, no. well, that, Gary Sosa knows it so Gary, Gary, you know, Gary, you know, Gary, don't lie to the people. Sosa is a legend. But if they drop, Dirk ain't put nobody on. Dirk only put one, yo. Chief Keith got so many Dirk, sons Dirk in this game. Dirk freeing everybody. Dirk had King Von. Dirk King had... Von. Who else? King, you can't King name Von. nobody. You can't LA Capone. name nobody. LA Capone. Yo, he was over. Oh <laughs> what did he say? Yo, <laughs> yo you are a clown, yo. yo. But King you Von is big. King, King Von is bigger than anybody Chief Keith ever put on. Yes. No, King Von is better than Lil Reese. No. You know it. You know that. You know that. Not the Grim Reaper. Oh my gosh. We can go to the views on that. Mo, go ahead and close it out, man. I'm disgusted. (laughs) Go ahead and close it out, man. Nah, hold on, Mo. You can't talk about the Grim Reaper. The Shyrak Grim Reaper. Episode two. We out of here. This Mo Money Moby with some words of encouragement. Remember to keep God first in anything you do and stay committed to your dreams and keep grinding as those are essentials to reach your desired outcomes. Too often we spend precious time on issues that have nothing to do with really, really, really wanting our lives. And we get distracted by others and what they're doing and achieving. Understand that life is temporary. So keep grinding, make dreams happen while you can. And don't get caught up in worldly things. TMC, Money Mo, we out. Roll the outro. Thanks for tuning in to Opinions to Million Podcast. Please subscribe, like, comment, share. New episode dropping every week. You want to hop on the next one? Shoot us an email. Follow us on all social media at Opinions to Million. We out. <laughs>